Hello everyone, and welcome to the Fresh Podcast Market. I'm Panda, and I'm here with my friend Teresa. How are you, Teresa? Panda, I gotta gotta admit, my head is empty. I don't have any witty joke or story to tell you today, like I usually do. I got nothing. Wow. I know. How shocking. Me, have nothing to talk about. I mean, it is. You say that like it's sarcasm, but in fact, it, no, it, it really is, is. It is quite shocking. I feel like I always have something to share with the class. Do you want to, actually, do you want to hear a fun fact about me? Yeah. So in first grade, my mom was told us on parent teacher night, but on in first grade, we had this thing called like the star, like the superstar of the month type deal. And it kind of was like a student that was encouraged to be the leader And to, like, set a good example and, like, to encourage other people to, like, follow the rules and stuff like that by being the superstar. Like, they were, like, the teacher's helper for the month. And I was picked as a superstar in September of first grade. And because I live on the East Coast, uh, September is when school starts. So I was, like, the first superstar of the year type deal. And my teacher was, like, to my mom, I purposely picked Teresa. (laughs) because she always had something to say and always would like would volunteer for stuff she just seemed so like ready to go (laughs) and I think this really sets up a lot about me as a person especially because like that was also the year where I had to have a special chart on my desk for focusing and it was called the star chart and it was designed for if my teacher thought that I was doing well and behaving and paying attention, she would give me a star. And if I filled up a star chart, my mom would give me $20. <laughs> like, it is a miracle that no one at any point was like, maybe this child has ADHD. <laughs> I know. Like I, like, I knew you had ADHD, like, within, like, the first conversation I ever had with you, like, <laughs> one-on-one. I know. And, like, I think maybe the first time my mom ever openly admitted it that she knew that I had ADHD but, like, didn't do anything about it was, like, maybe when I was in high school. And she was studying for um, – she already had her master's, but she took, like, an additional credit so she could learn how to uh, take this – test and she uses this test when she was a learning consultant and she was like oh yeah yeah you have ADHD but like I never got you tested because I just saw the signs and I just taught you coping mechanisms that didn't include medication (laughs) I mean yeah like she did seem to have done that but also (laughs) the damage is still there (laughs) yeah I feel like at the very least like you could have been told that there was something going on and also been taught coping mechanisms instead of being given medication. Yeah, I mean, but lo and behold, here I am still functioning and fine, I guess. But um, sometimes I have moments where I look back like to elementary school stories exactly like that. And I'm like, damn, bitch, everybody knew you had ADHD except you. <laughs> uh, yeah, that... Sounds about right. I guess. So that's my that's my cold open for this episode. How are you doing today, Pat? Well, in between when we last recorded and this recording, I have watched Clone High. 
And we won't get too into that because that's more reserved for media talk. But I will say that I watched it over the course of like two days. And then on the second day of that, on the day that I finished it, I pretty much immediately watched it all over again. I love that for you because I also rewatched the whole entire series since it's been announced. (laughs) Yeah, I'm really excited for what a reboot will hold. And I don't really, I don't know what it will entail necessarily. Like what, I know that there will be changes that they need to make because there's, there are things in Clone High that are very dated. And there are a lot of places I feel like it could be improved upon. But Mm -hmm. uh, overall, I still had a really good time. I'm so glad. I'm glad that it was so extremely available and I could just watch it on YouTube because that definitely helped. Like I probably would have watched it eventually, but like being on YouTube in one big video made it very easy. Yeah. Whenever I recommend it to people, I'm like, come on, it's so easy to watch. Like you don't even have to go on Netflix. Like I've been doing that with Utena lately because it is also all on YouTube. Yeah. Because I feel like with the sites like Netflix and Hulu, like Hulu in particular, I've noticed sometimes it sure uh, slows down your computer really, really bad. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is taking forever to load. Well, your computer is also ancient in computer years yeah he uh my computer's six years old and in macbook years that's like it should have been like put down by now yeah that's like has it should have lived like three lives already at this point and yet (laughs) i refuse to let this bad bitch go i actually even have my original macbook from 2010 and the only way it stays on is if you keep it plugged in and all of its memory got wiped the last time it like took a dump. So I still have it, but is it usable? Not really, but this bad boy, I could still use this motherfucker. I could still play Roller Coaster Tycoon on it and I could write fan fiction. Those are the only two things I really need this laptop for. It's fine. But... I mean, you could have been working from home if you had a better laptop. Um. Well, clearly I wouldn't. Because my boss needs me to do stupid shit, like figure out what his son's social security number is, which is what I had to do today. What the fuck? I know. uh, My boss waited last minute to do his taxes. So he was like, I need you to find out my son's social security number. And I was like, really? So I had to go through his documents and shit. Oh my God. I know. Every day is a new adventure working at my job. Here at the Fresh Podcast Market, we are a real podcast about fake podcasts. We sure are. And I think it's my turn to go. I actually think it's my turn to go. Oh, worm? Uh, yeah, because after we died for like a month and a half, I you were like, Tease, I don't have an idea. And I was like, well, Pand, I got you. So I did it. And then we recorded another one last week, right? And yeah. that was your idea. So now oh, I guess so. I thought idea? it was my turn this week and I came all prepared with I mean, an idea. If you want to speak the truth, you speak your truth by all means. Have an idea? Yeah. Um, it's not a good one. I also feel like I may have already said it before. So because I only like my brain is like a wheel of like 10 ideas always. And then I accidentally get too drunk and then it resets. So that's what happens like once a month. So, I mean, if you have an idea, then by all means. I do kind of have an idea. Okay. 
So my idea was a podcast that is produced by a publishing company and its purpose is to highlight upcoming books and authors like maybe like first time authors who are getting like their first book deal or whatever. I just like as a another form of advertisement but okay could be a way for like people to maybe learn about new books that are coming out that they may not have heard about otherwise. I feel like this has to exist though. I mean, it's not impossible, but like I haven't heard of one, so that's why I came up with this idea. I have a I have an idea for a name. Are you ready for this? I am. We could call it Page Turners. That oh, that's cute. Fun. But I also feel like that's also a podcast name. It's what? gotta be. It's Page it's Turner? a cute name. It is. So let's find out. Page Turners Podcast. Here we go. Okay, so there are several podcasts called the Page Turner. So cancel that idea. Cross that bad bitch out. Okay, so do you have any more concepts for this podcast? Like, would it only? I guess if it's, you know, what it should really be instead of it just being one publishing subsidiary, it should be a full publishing house. So for instance, like, I mean, sure, I don't really know that much about publishing and like the ins and outs. I figure that's more uh, your wheelhouse. Yeah. So I'm, I'm open to input on the concept for this idea. So like, I could see it working for like all of Penguin Random House as a yeah that's kind of what i had in mind really yeah so like i mean penguin random house owns like okay like so for instance i know penguin random house owns knopf double day so like it wouldn't just be a knopf double day it would be a penguin random house podcast i could see that happening i think because like let's be real publishers obviously come out with a lot of books Mm -hmm. but they kind of get repetitive because they are subsidiaries so it's like all right well this one sect does specifically these kinds of books and this one does this kind of book and this one does Mm -hmm. this and we are under the umbrella of the whole entire yeah company publishing house so to say so i could see it working as like a full umbrella term like yeah posted by the full parent company which i kind of dig that i think it's really fun because i feel like a lot of books are book advertisement doesn't really exist that much like you don't really see a whole lot of marketing for books except for like really big guys like Dean Koontz and um... And it feels like a lot of the advertising for like up and coming new authors kind of falls on the authors themselves to like utilize their Mm -hmm. like social media presence yeah you uh a lot of it is like book tours and stuff like that yeah half the time it's the the author themselves or it's their agent who usually sets that up yeah. I'm pretty sure chances are i i never actually fully got to work in publishing i only took a handful of classes and had one interview so i don't maybe i might be talking out of my ass here talking out of our asses is what we do best here at the fresh podcast <laughs> it sure is so i could see it being kind of like an inexpensive way for the publishing company to give a push to some of their less popular authors i feel like that's a really good idea that's kind of what i was thinking is like it would be just one more way of like getting the names out there of things that are coming out yeah because i don't know like 
it would give author it would be basically like doing an interview with any other publication except like the publishing house gets to i guess have final veto over all the content but even though i doubt that anybody would even really end up listening to it other than whoever they hired to edit it but it would make them feel like they had more control over like another type of advertising yeah (laughs) you're right but could you imagine i would assume like i guess in theory the host would read the book before interviewing the person but (laughs) as i've come to discover a lot of people aren't willing to do the research for the shit that they write about. So yeah. So who knows about there, but I feel like if you were to have a successful podcast for this, you would have to read a book. However, X, Y, Z days. So my God, God help you. You would have to read so much. I imagine this would, if, because it would be one of the reasons that I wanted it to be like done by a publishing house instead of like, it being like just somebody who's interested in upcoming books is because they could probably afford to like have someone whose job it is to read the books to begin with make up like a notes sheet of Mm -hmm. information about the book and then like the person hosting the podcast could just use that because I feel like it's just it's not very practical to expect the host to read like a book a week or whatever mm-hmm. and they, i know that there are already assistants whose jobs it is to go over book content yeah i can see that and i also like with book tours as well especially mm-hmm. if you're doing it in a school and it's for like young adult you kind of end up making like a you know how like in the back of some like young adult books there's like kind of like a question and answer guide for you to talk about in class yeah so like a lot of those get happen and like a lot of activities so like I actually took a publishing for young adult and children class so Mm. not only were we writing like picture book story level story but then we also wrote a chapter of a middle school level novel and then a young adult level novel and it was really it was such a fun class like I really loved it um the professor is a published author herself so she had a lot of insight about it and stuff like that and um I really just enjoyed working with her but when our final was actually we had to make like kind of like a study plan almost for our authors like class meeting with students so like for instance my so I chose my middle grade story that I wrote and it was about an overzealous girl who wanted to be like on the equivalent of like teen jeopardy and <laughs> i know damn how uh, telling about me so part of my activity with the quote unquote students aka my classmates was actually doing a small jeopardy game so that was really fun so maybe even like making the podcast host play like a quick activity game with the author i think would That's be really cute. really funny <laughs> I think also this would be something that like if it were coming out now like it's not like people can do book tours right now yeah like it would be a way to it would be a way to promote books in a book tour type fashion that doesn't require like the author actually going out and being in physical places Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so like it would be probably a good alternative for like authors who aren't really able to go do book tours for like I don't know like disability or like financial reasons 
I'm here yeah. for that. I get that. Not to derail. Well, okay. Do you have an idea for this podcast? I want to bring this home. I want to. I want to fix this vision. I mean, I I think I've said everything that I would probably say about it, unless like we were just gonna. I could keep bullshitting about it, but no, I don't have I, anything else prepared. I was asking if you had a name. Oh, name. No, no, I don't. Um, let's workshop one. Okay. What do we like about, you know, might be funny, like table of contents. Oh, that's cute. It's like all the contents of the publishing company. Yeah. gives like a little sneak peek of where certain pages are and stuff like that. Yeah. We could do. About the author. About the author. Dust jacket might be fun. Ooh, dust jacket. Because if you think about it, like the dust jacket usually has like a little bio of the author as well as like on the side usually has like a little summary of the book. And it's like the first thing people see of the book itself. Like I know we're not supposed to judge a book by its cover quite literally. But people do. Okay, get over it. I do too. I even do it with like fan fiction titles. I'm like, this looks stupid. Goodbye. And then I read the tags. I'm like, oh, even worse. Um, <laughs> so like I could see it being called Dust Jacket might be a really cute idea. Yeah. So uh, those are those are my ideas for a podcast name. Yeah, actually, Dust Jacket is a really good name. Oh, thank you. Uh, not to derail this conversation about publishing, but have you ever watched Under a Rock with Tig Notaro before? Oh my god, I fucking love Under a Rock with Tig Notaro. Jimmy and I watch it. Like, Jimmy and I have watched so many episodes of it. I've never watched it. Like, I just recently discovered it. Oh my god, it's so good. But um, that's really how I feel every time people are like, yes, I'm going to write this thing. And they know absolutely nothing about the person that they're interviewing. So... <laughs> That's me, though. I don't know. Like, I know really weird celebrities, but then, like, regular celebrities, I'm like, who is that? <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar with, like, Teg Notaro's stand-up at all. Not but, at all. Like, God, all she's I know so is that she's a lesbian. I mean, that's all you need to know. Like, but, God, she's so fucking funny. That's good. That's exciting. Everyone go check out Under a Rock, please, <laughs> because what it is, is it's comedian Tig Notaro attempting to guess the identities of celebrities that have come on to the show to talk to her. And it's because she just is not she doesn't keep up with a lot of like pop culture stuff or if she does, it's like very specific. So like. It's just, it's really delightful because she's very funny and she's very willing to, like, look kind of like an idiot. I feel like it's the opposite of celebrities going on the Eric Andre show, but not knowing what the Eric Andre show is. It is a little bit, yeah. That's so fun. I love that I'm talking out of my ass. I've also never watched a full episode of the Eric Andre show in my life either. Oh, Eric Andre show rules. I mean, it's good. Like, I've watched enough clips to know that I like it. Yeah, but I think I watched like the first two episodes um, when it was still on Hulu. And then, yeah, I feel that I want to keep watching it. But also like to watch TV shows sounds exhausting right now. <laughs> like I can barely keep my focus for like. I've been trying to read lately and that's been rough. <laughs> like, What have you? Uh, well, no, I'm, I'm not so going to ask you what you've been reading. Like, no. Like, 
belongs in media talk. I mean, this, this, the same book that I've been reading the past like, okay. two months. Okay. Yeah. Cause I kind of like took a break and now I'm back to it. Okay. Yeah. I don't have any other ideas for this podcast. I mean, I think you, you hit it out of the park with Dare that I name. Say, knocked it out of the park, but it's not the end of the episode time yet. Because maybe. it's time for us to enter the good vibe zone. Damn, that was such a smooth move. Teresa, what have you brought to the good vibe zone? So, um, this is kind of gross, but for the past few weeks, my cat has been frequently vomiting however after i took her to the vet the vet explained to me why it was happening and i was able to fix it so miss bassy is okay which is a very good good vibe zone vibe but also this if if i if i do it right this saturday will be a full week of her not puking at all oh wow yeah so she's really really happy because i was like so worried for her little kitty esophagus and shit and poor baby she's such a baby We've been okay. She's been doing a lot better. She's been a lot more playful and active, which is really nice. That's great. Did you know that you're only supposed to feed your cat a half a cup of food a day? No. Apparently so. That's probably why Ditto's fat. Probably. So I actually bought a little uh, one-fourth cup spoon scoopy. And so now I give Bass a quarter cup in the morning and a quarter cup after dinner. So she now has two meals a day and it's been helping her not puke because what was happening was that she was, I was feeding her like one big bowl a day at night and um, she was like scarfing down her food and then would immediately puke. And I was just like, why do you keep doing this? What's wrong? Little baby. But lo and behold, it was just because she wasn't getting fed a steady stream of food instead of all at once. Like, you dumb little kitty, like, there's always going to be food in your bowl. Just, like, go downstairs when you're hungies. But that's clearly <laughs> not what cats do. So. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my good vibe zone. My cat isn't dying. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Panda? What's been new with you, Scooby-Doo? My, well, I wasn't going to say this, but you mentioned Scooby-Doo. One good vibe zone is that Mystery Incorporated Velma has been confirmed lesbian love that for her also the creator of um my life as a teenage robot was like well jenny was never meant to be trans but subtext sometimes exists in ways that people don't necessarily see it even the creators so you see jenny as trans and she's trans to you and i was like we love to see it i didn't see that i'm so happy if i I, see the tweet again i can send it to you yeah absolutely that's so great my my actual the what i brought to the good vibe zone was that my one of my favorite youtubers Lindsay ellis her debut novel comes out it'll be the week that this episode comes out it comes out on july 21st and i'm very excited it's like an alien I don't know if it's an alien invasion story, but it's got aliens in it and it's set in the year 2007 and that amuses me. That's so good. that's exciting. Ollie philosophy tube is one of the, uh, the audiobook narrators and I have the audiobook pre-ordered. So I'm pretty excited about that's that. Exciting. I've never watched a single Lindsay Ellis video in my life. Oh, she's good. I, I, I have a friend who's like, you would really like her. And I'm like, do I have to? I mean, I feel like if you found a video that like was relevant to your interests specifically. Yeah, exactly. But I just haven't had the chance to sit down and watch. 
she has a really good series of uh like it's film theory through the transformers movies oh boy and it's really funny and i i really like it it's called the whole plate does she talk about bumblebee no because i think the last episode i think the last episode of the whole plate came out before bumblebee came out bumblebee good yeah i've heard that bumblebee's good i still have not watched it but take it from your good pal tease bumblebee good you and i rarely disagree on whether or not movies are good and what i mean is if you say a movie is good i rarely say that it is not versus there are plenty of movies that i think are good that i am sure i know that you don't like (laughs) yeah case in point uh jimmy and lily and i watched but i'm a cheerleader the other night again no though only the one time oh i thought it was again no it was only like it's like a week ago or whatever for another show lily purchased me a copy of the Vibribbon soundtrack on vinyl and i don't know when it's coming home but she did say august and it's august so it's not august i mean july July. i meant july i don't have a brain (laughs) she said july so i hope i'm home soon i hope so hope so queen queen yeah truly queen lily we stand like we stand i do love me some lily air horns for lily yeah I think that's our good vibe zone, I feel like. Yeah, it's time for us to wrap up. And if you would like to follow us on Twitter, you could do that at Fresh Pod Market. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can do that at Impandanata. Teresa, where can people find you online? You could find me at Vicunia, B-I-C-U-N-A-D. You could also follow us on our redacted tumblr account um (laughs) or you can send us ideas for podcasts on our personal twitters our fresh podcast market twitter or our gmail account which is fresh podcast market at gmail.com and if you would like to support the show you can do that through a one-time donation through ko-fi that's ko-fi.com slash the fresh podcast market or if you would like to hear our media talk episodes where we just talk about what we've been watching lately and how we feel about it you can check those out on uh my patreon which you can it's not difficult to find the link to that. It's places. I'm not gonna... The link is like Patreon slash you dot whatever. It's a bunch of numbers and nobody would be listening to write it down anyway. So like just... Like the people who say they're MySpace uh, ID. Right? Yeah. Just I like that. Just look around. You'll find it. It's not hard. <laughs> you will see it with your own two eyes. <laughs> it's true. And if you liked our theme song, that was Cul-de-Sac Sunset by Hopefully Not Bad Lib on SoundCloud.com. That was our producer, Jimmy, at Jimothy Jam, Jimothy J-A-A-M on Twitter. And um, I think that's I think that's all our things. So thank you for joining me at the Fresh Podcast Market, Teresa. Thanks for joining me at the Fresh Podcast Market, Pand. Everybody, it's time to... Go watch Clone High. Go watch Clone High, I guess, which I think was last week's, but whatever. Also, time for Panda not to press end on our episode so we could record media talk without me having to wait for my health check to go through again. Have a good night, everybody. 
<laughs> gotta do what I gotta do. 